The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Arthi, I'm super excited because it's our 100th episode today. Oh my god. I meant to quit at 50. You... You thought I it forgot. was going to happen for 50 yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. If we well, ever got to 50, I was going to do a big quit, but it didn't happen. <laughs> I forgot. And then it was like 52, <laughs> and then I thought, okay, 80. <laughs> and here you are. Good for The good thing is you barely remember maybe I'll quit. Episode. Yeah, maybe I'll quit in like 20 episodes, like all of a sudden, like when you least expect it. I mean, that's fucked up. <laughs> and this is not how I wanted to start our 100th episode. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is so. Congratulations, <laughs> Noor. No, I'm done with you. Listen, I'm really excited because I pulled strings. And uh-huh. on today's episode, the 100th episode, we have a guest on. I was able to get the magician from this week's Vanderpump Rules premiere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Kara Berry from Everyone's Hi, Business But Mine. Hi, guys. So happy to be here. Um, I wish that I was like a harder get um, so you guys could flex a little bit. But unfortunately, I'm, you know, I'm open to everyone and everything. But I'm happy to be here. I really am. 
Oh my gosh. No, well, I was, I had texted Kara. So when we first started the podcast, there was like a couple people already in my mind. I was like, we need this person on, this person on. I was like, I texted, I had DM'd Kara right away to be like, we need to get, we need to have you on the podcast. And she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, let me know. And then I just and then she forgot. Didn't. And then you I'm didn't, a piece of so. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do that to me next time, I'm coming for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can but. take over, Kara. You can take over. <laughs> Are these quitting in 20 episodes? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sometime soon, I'm going to do a big quit. I don't know. Maybe. I'm having, as long as I'm having fun, you're right. And we're having so much fun. Exactly. This is so much fun. Exactly. Just like I didn't think I would last till 100 episodes. I did not think that Vanderpump coming back would get me excited and that I would actually enjoy the episode. And I did. Has Vanderpump been on since you guys have started your podcast? I don't believe. No. That's Wow. No. Yeah. This is it's, the first time we are recapping Random Pumps. Although our very first episode, we talked a lot about Lisa Vanderpump because I love Villa Rosa. Mm-hmm. Because it's like an abs- absurd place. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have not really gotten a chance to talk about Lisa Vanderpump in her like full Lisa Vanderpump glory. Although we touched yeah. on it last month because I did get to go to Vanderpump Gardens, um, the cocktail right. garden. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is Kara still there? Sheena number two? Okay, we we kept calling her baby Sheena because we didn't remember her name. She was not there. (laughs) Okay. She was not present. Whatever service was there was total shit. The rosé was warm and the buns were stale. But hey, would I go back? Yes, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I had a similar experience going to Pump and Sir. Um, Like definitely get the wine because the cocktails are just like, well, maybe you'll get alcohol. Maybe you won't. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely gonna be expensive <laughs> uh, maybe you get a virgin maybe you don't huh? right. Love the draw. <laughs> exactly exactly so Kara, before we get into today's episode we're going to talk about obviously the vanderpump rules premiere and also rehearsals of beverly hills we want to know more about you tell us who is your problematic favorite on bravo i mean candace obviously no! <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, oh, as Candace, she is just so funny. You just gave an awesome gift to Noor today. <laughs> She's just happy, so one, happy 100th. congrats um yeah i just i think she's so funny she's really like been able to pivot from like whatever the heck she was doing last season into like a actual likable person and i have to Mm -hmm. admit so like Mm -hmm. i was fighting it big time Mm -hmm. i was like Mm -hmm. i was side-eyeing her the first couple episodes but honestly every time she mentions ashley's forehead it just (laughs) sets off some sort of synapses in my brain. It just the oxytocin is released. I think it's so funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, but her saying your mama's low budget, watch your mouth, like the swiftness with which that came out. You I know, was like wow. And you have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had her music stuck in my head for I, I just watched a drive back video just a couple of days ago and I'm really fighting listening to the album, but I've heard it's good. And I've been saying that I think she has the best. I, I think she makes like real music. Like housewives yes. make housewives music, but Candace makes actual music that could be on a radio. Right. Yes. yes. I was pleasantly surprised. Like it's like a legitimately good, like, pop r&b album yeah and honestly i think i've watched the drive back video enough times where i know like some of the dance moves from it now (laughs) 
So sure. I can't wait for next season when she does something super egregious and then I'm like, fuck. Right. Yeah, I can't wait for Selena Gomez to do that now. Oh. <laughs> this is song. <laughs> Yeah, did you see that? Selena Gomez is dancing to Feeling Giovanni. I I saw that and I saw, um, I posted on my Instagram her singing, was it Sheik Sailor or something? But like, um, Luann like oddly comes in in a green screen and starts that's dancing. That's Feeling Giovanni. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it? I thought it was either Sheik Sailor or Feeling Giovanni. It wasn't Money Can't Buy Class. No. No, it, it was Feeling Giovanni because she okay, comes in and she does the same move. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, run, don't walk to Luann's attempt to pivot into a TikToker. It's weird. (laughs) It's strange. Who do you think is going to be the best TikToker of New York Housewives? Is it Ramona or Luann or Sonia? You know all three of them are going to try yeah, I mean, all my viewings of them are going to be ironic. There's no, like, actual quality there. So yeah. I'm going to go with Lou because it's, like, real unhinged, and she's taking it very seriously. Very, very much. I mean, Kara, yeah. uh, you posted this on – I think you tweeted this <laughs> on your Twitter. We have uh, Sonia now apparently doing, like, reviews for yeah. random things, for documentaries, as she called them. <laughs> for Lulu, <laughs> There's this video of Sonia talking about Lulu Rich. She doesn't even pronounce the name correctly. She calls it Lulu Rich. And it's like a long video because she's really getting into the whole plot. And honestly, when she's talking about it, I'm like, does she realize that these people are scammers? Or did she watch it to be like, this is fucking brilliant. Like, (laughs) I need to do this. (laughs) Right. Like, is this intentional? I got the feeling that she didn't watch it. But I got a DM from another podcaster, and I won't expose that person. But they pointed me in the direction of not only Dorinda, but Drew Sidora from Atlanta doing the same mm-hmm. like advertisement for Lularich. And they're basically saying all the same things. It's like, clearly they had talking points given to them from oh. Amazon Ooh. and none of them have seen it. Like they're all, they're all acting like this is like some sort of like a great American dream. And these two crazy kids just got out of hand. And, and you know what? Like <laughs> God bless them for trying. Like clearly you guys speaking, didn't watch it yeah speaking of amazon amazon is really trying to get all of the bravo's bravo liberties on their platform doing a whole bunch of different things yeah um, tom and tom have their i think it's like monday afternoon or tuesday afternoon at noon they do a product review yeah they do all kinds of tech review i think a lot of the southern charm people do it a page lot of the summer Southern's. house page yep. does it mm-hmm. so it's like all of the bravo folks are on amazon now which yeah. is kind of weird because you know i'm like they're buying my you know dog food and then there's tom tom <laughs> trying to sell me stuff so. <laughs> it's very strange very very strange it's fun lunchtime uh, you know review to watch them <laughs> try and get <laughs> through all the products <laughs> well let's talk about tom tom so vanderpump rules came back to our televisions and we all reluctantly watched but were i think pleasantly surprised 
Uh-huh. We have a brand new intro with a new cast, and Lisa is a whole new face. <laughs> but we open on everybody doing their shit. Tom and Tom are wearing matching sweaters. They're doing hijinks. James mm-hmm. is DJing in his apartment to no one. Lala is drinking breast milk. Sheena's baby is just adorable. She's the cutest of the babies. As Sheena talks, they cut to the baby's face, and it's like the baby suddenly realized who its mother is. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Spit out that that pacifier at the the sure mention of a coffin nail. Yeah. (laughs) So Tom and Tom, we go to Tom Tom, and uh, Lisa is there conducting business with Ken, who just uh, guys. Ken, Lisa got a new face, and I think that she may be taking whatever youth Ken has left and injecting it into her body because that man is barely hanging on. Ken is the Dorian Gray portrait. Yeah. Ken keeps getting older and wrinkled and Lisa keeps getting younger. <laughs> At one point I was like, who is like who's gonna move first, a dog or Ken? Because they were both frozen. It's anyone's guess. It's anyone's guess. Like who's stuffed here? Is there a stuffed up doll of Ken? <laughs> Oh, I love man. that they just so like uh, you know R.I.P. to Jiggy, but just like oh. replacing him with Puffy, like no ingenuity to the name, just just Puffy. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I can't even do it. At one point, they like cut to the table, and the dog was just like kind of laying there, and I was yeah. like, "That's a stuffed animal. Like, right? yes. that, there's no way that that is a real dog on the counter on the kitchen counter. Yeah, like sitting a, on the y- kitchen counter. You know, we yeah. don't do that. We don't do no. that. No. So the Toms are there, and they want to tell Lisa that they're going to open their own bar and then Sandoval does a really terrible mob accent which was very offensive to me as a person from New Jersey as an Italian girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a, I'm not even an Italian girl, just like from New Jersey. I'm like, that's offensive to yeah. us. Okay. <laughs> to your culture. I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my culture. Your culture is not a costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Katie and Ariana are at the dog park, and we find out that there's trouble between the Toms because they can't agree on a name, and Katie hates the name Schwartz and Sandys. What do you guys think of that name? Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think we could workshop it. But it's not yeah. like uninspired, as Katie says later. I didn't mind it either. I was like, yeah, it's hard to say Schwartz and Sandys. But I think once people get used to it, they'll get used to it. And then they'll start using it and it'll be fine. So I didn't find it to be as bad. However, I also find that Tom Schwartz is such a wuss and he's still a wuss and will not tell his real feelings to Tom and he will not share his real feelings with Katie but he'll do it with the opposite person and then he lets them tell each other what he is feeling which is why they get into trouble because Tom won't be honest with Sandoval or with Katie. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Wormtail from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Was it Peter Pettigrew? Yeah. yeah, Because he doesn't have a spine, this Tom (laughs) Schwartz. He does not at all. Not even a little bit. Also, for like Tom Sandoval, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, there's more to you than like just your name. Like, I know that you think that like Tom and Tom is like a thing. So then you have to do your name thing. But like, I'm shocked that they didn't just go with number one guys in the group. Like, why wouldn't you just call? It would be amazing. Everybody yeah. would go to that bar. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone, they were on Watch What Happens Live later, and someone, um, one of the audience members suggested Katiana for Katie and Ariana. Oh. And they were like, oh, that's a good one. 
But now it's all set. They had already done everything with Schwartz and Sammy. Oh, so they're really doing Sammy's? it? Yeah, they are. They were already further along, too, in that. Okay, well, at least they're, like, doing something. I don't know what, like, where are these candles? Release the candles. I want a one-wick. I want a three-wick. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> the guys from Come Through Queen have been saying this. Like, if you're going to push a product, have it yeah. ready by the time the show comes on. Correct. You know? And that's yeah. what they did. They already are close to it. I'm guessing by the end of the show, whatever, they will have their opening and that's how they have timed it what what do you think here because you are the vanderpump guru here so what do you think is jack's feeling about not just being not in the show but also the fact that lisa gave a, a leg up to the toms but he is now shilling like prepared foods and meats and potatoes or whatever to make yeah. ends meet well <laughs> that's so sad the way you put it um, to make ends meet <laughs> Um, no, I love it. I, you know, I'm going to think about it before I go to bed tonight. Um, I think it's so funny. Like last season, Jax was so adamant that like he would never get in business with Lisa because he does his own thing, blah, blah, blah. Like they're mm-hmm. fools for doing this. And now look at him, you know? Mm-hmm. Now look at you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He probably cracked two molars last night, just like biting down in anger. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't want to give Brittany any credit for anything because she's she's quite an enabler as well. But like, you know, Brittany was like, she like hit his phone. She was like, no, you're not allowed to be on your phone tonight. Like, I do give Brittany some credit for getting Jax out of her lives. That's I true. Do. <laughs> I do. I'm glad Brittany came, fed him potatoes and chicken and turkey or whatever. And just corn, corn, yeah, yeah. corn, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. And kept him out of our way. She's like taking care. It's like a hospice. <laughs> She's taking care of him so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I love that for us. So, are you guys blocked by Jax? No, I'm not. Are you? No. I've made it this whole time. And I talk cash shit about Jax and my own free will all the time. And I've not been blocked, but I have been blocked by Brittany on Instagram. And I don't know what happened. Maybe Ooh. he's racist and that's why he doesn't block us. Well, the, I was going to say, it's probably because he ignores black women. Like, that's probably why. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's what I mean. Well, I famously have been blocked by Tom Sandoval on my personal <gasps> Instagram. I, yeah. Can we talk about yeah. that? We sure yeah. can. The year was 2015 or 16. Okay, so it was a long time ago. You were ago. such a young thing. I was very young. It was like back when Instagram just allowed you to like post videos, but they were like 10 second videos, right? That's all you could post on your feed was like a 10 second video with like a stupid filter on it. And Tom Sandoval posted one of these like slow motion high kick videos. <laughs> By the way, I I love the Toms and I love mm-hmm. Tom Sandoval. And he posted it and one of my best friends who is also like a huge Vanderpump geek, I, I tagged her in it and I said, Ha ha, ha ha, he's the worst, right? And I said it like I wrote, I wrote he's the worst, but I meant it like, oh, he's the worst, like in a loving way. Yeah. 30 seconds later, I got blocked. (laughs) (laughs) Cold world. Yeah. Tone matters. Even though everybody's always like, oh, Tom is the best guy. Tom is the best guy. I'm like, Tom is just as much of like a little bitch as Jax. <laughs> like these people are best friends for a reason. Like they were best friends for a reason. You should tell him that you feel like he's a little bitch and I bet he'll unblock you. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, we've gone 100 episodes. You might as well invite him to be on the podcast. I bet he would come. And then we can address it. Yeah, I should. That would yeah, be super embarrassing that. for everybody. I yeah. have so much cringe yeah, just like that. thinking about it. We should do that. I think we should move on to the next level of podcasting at this point <laughs> and start having this controversial, yeah. you know, episodes. <laughs> yeah, because podcasts do get mentioned quite frequently on this stupid uh, show. But before we get into the podcast drama this episode, we go back to where it started. We go to Sir and Charlie and Raquel are working. Lisa comes in and doesn't know who the fuck Charlie is. <laughs> Clearly. She, she's like, she's, huh, why are you mic'd up? Sheena? You look different. Sheena? Sheena, you lost a lot of baby weight. You look great, your darling. Face too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Raquel tells Lisa that James is two years California sober, so he's high on something every day, uh, but he's not drinking, so that's good. Raquel is so proud of it. She's like she the is. mama bear. She's so proud she of really him. She really is. But his personality is not sober. <laughs> yeah. He's still a piece of shit. <laughs> So James comes in, and as usual, as it's like a rite of passage every season, James comes in asking Lisa for his job back. <laughs> Love it. Like, just full court press of like, Mommy, I'm a good boy now. I'm back. Yeah. I've learned everything, and I'm begging you to DJ once again. Yeah. Can I get my allowance back, please? Please. <laughs> so ridiculous. He's like, I worked on myself. I hate the way I've been to people. And Lisa's like, oh, really? And like pulls out these crazy Texases, as they call them on Bravo. Well, but she starts reading them, and I didn't know who she was <laughs> What was, was she calling him that? Was someone calling her that? I couldn't tell for such a long time. It was like rage texting, like Kristen rage texting, like, oh, Katie rage texting. Yeah. Yeah. The tequila Katie jumped out and came into James's body. And I <laughs> could not be more grateful. I mean, listen, obviously, like, I'm 100% anti fat shaming, but like, the fact that he was so confident in him being <laughs> evolved as a person, and you fat shame not only just anybody, but Lisa's son. Then you show up to this meeting and yeah. talk about how you have changed. It's so funny because like the story starts in like a beautiful James way where we find out that they went to eat and they wanted to split a plate of food. And then James was told by Max that they're going to charge him $10 to split the plate anyway. So then James wants to go and tell the waitress. But then Max says, don't keep working the waitress. So just like t deal with the $10 <laughs> upcharge. And James gets upset. And then he puts his fingers into Max's water and flicks the water in Max's face. <laughs> and then is shocked that Max gets up and he looks like he's going to punch him. A candle falls on the ground. It's a, hull, a full hullabaloo. And you know what? James doesn't think it's that big of a deal because why wouldn't you split a plate of $45 chicken parmesan? Here's my big question. Why weren't cameras on this scene? I know. And James, there were no cameras. Why would you do all of this and lose out on that? <laughs> yeah, James, be smart. I'm shocked that like nobody there had their phone up and was like, these two I know. reality stars are like fighting and they've over salad. Like, 
unbelievable. Over ten dollars right. on the sale. Now, here's power. the other thing, though, Carrie. You bring up a good point. Did it even happen if nobody captured this on video? Because mm. there, this is James Kennedy. Like people know who he is. People know In who LA. Max Todd yeah. is. That his name? Max yeah. Vanderpump. Max. Yeah. Whatever. He, dude, yeah. I have to say this. Max looks like. What baby Dean Darby is going to grow up to look oh, like? Oh, bless him! <laughs> that's not that's 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 a hard grow up. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's either John C. Riley or it's Max Todd. Okay, <laughs> those are baby Dean Darby's options. <laughs> this poor child has so much stacked up against them to begin with. Like you're already making this so much harder. <laughs> But that's a good question. I mean, in in Hollywood, with Bravo cameras everywhere, because there's so many other shows that they're shooting, did it even happen? If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, (laughs) did it even fall, right? Did it even happen? That's the question. So we go to uh, Lala and Sheena, the new mothers. Okay, Sheena's at home with Brock, and they truly look in love. Mm -hmm. Lala also had a baby, and we were, for some reason, subjected to the birth footage. Wow. We were subjected to Lala. Listen, I'm just glad that the other women were taken off the show because I would not want have wanted to see more birth footage because that was, mm-hmm. it was shocking. Yeah. And you know, Saucy would have gotten into like gory detail and like made it really like true Ugh. crime murder-y and like I just don't have the patience Ugh. for that anymore. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I've heard enough about Ashley Darby's asshole and her uterus right. out of her body. Like I don't need to... <laughs> see that from the Vanderpump girls and then like Lala is talking about lactating like she's uh, Lala is doing everything like she's the first person to give birth or first person to make breast milk and it's just the worst yeah I don't need to hear about like the like I need Randall to like like are you guys bonding like I've never heard of that like I don't have children but like and like fine if you want him to try the breast milk but like she made it into a sex thing and that's what was a bridge too far for me yeah yes yeah Yeah, it was several bridges too far it was (laughs) this was a bridge too far even for Alex McCord and (laughs) (laughs) let's not bring that up please let's not talk about it because you know what now the images have started it's in my brain Arthi how could you do this to me (laughs) you're welcome happy happy (laughs) hundredth Now, along with Lala having a baby, apparently she released a book. And dude, this is like one thing that I was like, she did. Like, I this was completely yeah. Did not remember this happening. I don't even know people who read that as like a joke. I don't know people who like got the um, what do you call it when like you know when they give them out as like promo. I I have not heard a single thing about this gift. Yeah, yeah. Katie visits and. Katie does not give a shit. Like Katie, Katie got paid to film today. So Katie showed up to film today mm-hmm. because Lala is talking about her baby and Katie does this thing where she goes, oh, she's adorable. And then like immediately looks down and is like not smiling. Katie fucking hates this show. And she's like, fuck my husband. 
who can't make money doing anything else. And also, I can't figure out what to do with myself. So I'm just going to make money doing this stupid right. show. Tom says later in the show that they did try to have babies and they, they didn't, right? So I'm wondering if Katie has issues with infertility and now everyone around her is popping a baby and That's now she has, she has to pretend that everything is fine. I can imagine how hard it must be for Katie to be around these women if she wanted kids. Uh, That's that, true. that would be hard because these, these uh, heifers are not going to stop talking about their babies. They're no, going they're to be the most obnoxious new mom. I can't imagine what that must be like. Like, clearly, Katie wants to have a kid. And so I feel for her because obviously that's not happening for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I can imagine it's got to be really annoying, especially when your friends are Saucy and Lala. Exactly. Yeah. We find out that Lala and Sheena have, uh, you know, they're in a bit of a tiff because after Sheena miscarried, Lala was not there for her. Instead, Lala went to dinner with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. <laughs> I mean, what a statement. Yeah. What a sentence. That's such an L.A. sentence. <laughs> she had a miscarriage and Lala couldn't support her because Lala went to dinner with Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly and Megan Fox. What words are those? That sounds like Mad Lips. Right. It just seems like words <laughs> in a string, like a bot made them up. And I, I want to know how they even got that. How, how did they land Machine Gun Kelly? And Megan Fox. Oh, probably la- through Randall. Yeah, yeah Randall but probably how? owed the money. But still, how? Randall probably owed the money. <laughs> That's right. true. <laughs> it was yeah. probably a Monday, and they had to go give big pay, pay up. <laughs> money was <laughs> Monday. Up. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Sheena got upset and aired it out on the podcast on her podcast. Lala got hateful DMs as a result, and so Lala is talking all this shit to. Katie because Katie's been invited to Sheena's birthday but literally the time it takes for like Sheena to send one text to Katie and then probably copy paste it and send it to Lala Lala has talked all the shit <laughs> right that was such beautiful editing the I fact that it. this fight is about whether what you said on your podcast and what DMs I got and not real life communication between two people made me feel like we were like six years ago and you know in a nicer yeah. place <laughs> yeah obama was still president it was all it was all good <laughs> i would like to talk about how sheena kind of quickly glided past the fact that brock was also not there for her yes and yeah. he was golfing yes excuse me and he is on the podcast brock is actually chiming in with her right. He goes, do better. Like, fuck you. Messy, messy Brock. Where are your other kids? Fuck you, Dollars (laughs) to Aquaman. (laughs) Very strange. I have my eye on Brock. I want to like him because I like Sheena, but I just feel like... But we know how Sheena picks up men, Mm. so... You're not impressed by his, like, first wives club, except uh, it's, like, gold suit that he's wearing (laughs) what was that so here's my thing is that like maybe this is like i don't know i don't even know what the word for this would be but like as a straight woman Mm -hmm. there are rules with australian men okay okay (laughs) they come to this country you have your fun with them you get drunk you have sex and then you let them go boomerang them back to where they came from (laughs) you don't keep them around. They're good time boys. 
<laughs> and then let them go. She's you don't keep them, them here, no. Ashley Darby. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny because Lala's upset about Sheena going on a podcast to talk shit about Lala, and then it comes mm. to the next morning, and. This is also like the best part about Sheena. Sheena's birthday that next morning, Tom and Ariana are in bed. And it's like the first thing Sheena decided to do upon waking up was like, I must call my best friend. And it's my birthday. Right. And Ariana's like, happy birthday. And Sheena's like, yeah, great. Okay, listen. Um, so I was like, listening to this podcast and like immediately goes into like slamming Lala mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plays a clip of Lala talking shit about Ariana. So Lala has complained about Sheena not being up front with her only to then go on a podcast herself and talk shit about Ariana not uh, giving a fuck about her. Good point. (laughs) That's why I love them. Yeah. Lala is a monster. She's a demon. She's a demogorgon. And I can't stand her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm glad that there's still somebody absurd for us to, like, really hate. Like, obviously, like, James is James, right? Mm -hmm. Which we find out may or may not have been because of a pre-workout pill. But Lala is sober, probably truly sober. She's sober from alcohol and substances, but she's like high on like a false sense of importance, mm-hmm. which is perhaps the most dangerous drug, is it not? I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I, yeah. <laughs> she, has, she feels all the power of a Hollywood wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Without the money of a Hollywood wife. But or fame. Really. Or fame. Yeah. <laughs> So she is, she's, she's exerting that. And I don't think Lala had that before she met Randall, but she's getting all that confidence from being Randall's wife. Yeah. And she's like exerting that. And I'm glad I, because I wanted, I, with Jack's gone, I needed somebody to hate and dislike. And I have Lala. Yeah, I agree. I'm, this was like, my big reason for wanting to continue watching this is that like Lala picked the wrong team and now everybody's gone and now she's yes. just fighting yes. for her life and I love That's it. True. I love yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. James has been called to Villarosa to deal with this issue with Max and Lisa, I feel like is just forcing Max to be on camera because she doesn't have anybody else to film from her actual establishments. Mm-hmm. And Max is like the one bus boy left. <laughs> Which is why this is, again, coming back to our conspiracy theory at the top of the show, maybe that never happened. Maybe the silent fight never happened. This is how Lisa is trying to bring in Max into the show after all these years. Here are the two options. Either it's fake or she's throwing her adopted son under the bus yet again (laughs) and forcing him to maintain a friendship with a guy who is a really bad friend to him. Yes. I'm happy. Both could be true. Both yeah. could be true. Yeah, all of it could actually be all true. Of yeah. All of yeah. it could be true. Yeah. This is when we find out that the salad drama happened because of this pre-workout pill, which James calls a vitamin supplement. What do we, what do you think it was, Kara? Um, um you know, I am no stranger to um, an illicit substance. However, pills are not really my thing, so I don't know. Maybe they got them from like Jax, I, I honestly don't know <laughs> what could have possibly sent him into this like alpha male rage. Yeah. I, I truly, I mean, it was probably like a one in day women's vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't think it is, you don't think it's Diet Coke? Um, 
pasta. Yeah, yeah, pasta maybe. Because when James met with Lisa in the restaurant in the first scene, his pupils were so dilated. Yeah. Like, and there was so much close up on his face. Yes. I was like, those are strange eyes. Yeah. And they're somehow even more dilated by the time he gets to Villa Rosa. So like, Uh uh, yeah, like homie is tweaking mm, yes and yeah. i love it okay james don't change james is like a, <laughs> a, a little bit of it like we get like a full jacks taylor arc in one scene with james in <laughs> like he he gets called to the principal's office he has mm. to apologize he, he berates max and then mm-hmm. he immediately starts to sob about why he does mm-hmm. this and i was like that's like it's not even one season it's like three seasons of jacks taylor in like one it's- scene with James and Cameron. how mad must Jax feel watching that? Like James took his playbook and is minting, <laughs> is taking coins to his bank with his playbook, right? I love it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. So we go to Sheena's birthday. There is a, an outdoor hibachi situation. I just want to say, Arthi, that I know this year I went to Vegas for my birthday, but next year feel free to do this for me in your new patio. Um, I really loved it. I have a summer birthday, so, Mm -hmm. you know, make it work. Episode 200 party (laughs) on my new patio. (laughs) I have to say, I was very happy to see Sheena. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved seeing a normal postpartum body. I mean, she still looks phenomenal. She looks, she's probably smaller than most other women right after having a baby, but she probably has the most real postpartum body I've ever seen on Bravo. I've never seen anybody look like that. No, no spanks. I loved it. I love to see it. Like, yeah, I I was really proud of her. Yeah. She's a feminist, a feminist icon. You know, uh, in the in the sense that all people should be allowed to have a choice of what they want to be. And it feels like Sheena's really proud of being who she is. 100%. Yes. Without imposing that on other people. She's never put what she is on other people. Sheena yeah. is Sheena. She yeah. has been from day one. She was always shamed or put into her place or othered throughout all of these seasons. But she has straight stayed true to her, you know self and it's she's always been hearts on the sleeve sheena it's all happening sheena and she has always been authentic which is why people like her yeah agreed exactly yeah so sheena has a magician come and the magician's awesome and lala is just lala comes in just being a hater she's upset that she missed the dress code she doesn't like the magician she obviously feels very very out of place at this party but Lala and Sheena do talk it out and they hash it out pretty quickly where it's just a case of uh who's a bigger narcissist and we just Mm -hmm. let our narcissism like get in the way of our friendship and it got resolved really fast and I wanted to talk about how like you know that if the other people who are no longer on the show were on the show one, Lala would have never showed up to this birthday party. Mm-hmm. Two, she would have made sure that, like, Sheena doesn't get a chance to talk to her. She would have been such a fucking bitch about it. And there's mm-hmm. no way that they would have hashed it out and just, like, hugged it out and gotten over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Lala's being put in a corner where she's had she's having to make amends with people. Of course, she doesn't do that with Ariana. Mm-hmm. But you can tell, like, by the time she gets to Ariana, she's like, I've had it. I, I've done it. I did it with Raquel. Mm-hmm. I did it with mm-hmm. Sheena. Like, I my quota is done. I need to go home. From Lala's standpoint, if you think about it, all she had at the beginning of the episode was Katie. And you cannot rely on Katie. Katie is <laughs> knitting sweat. 
sweaters. She's building Legos. She's barely off her couch. You do not rely on her at all times. And Lala is not the number one girl in the group anymore. She cannot hold another competing event on the same day and pull half of this crowd over because all the newbies, remember Sheena made friends with the newbies in the last uh, last season. And now Lala is without anybody. So she goes on a campaign to get back Raquel. Again, not the strongest player. And then she tries to get back um, Sheena because that's all she can do. But she, like you said, cannot get Ariana back on her team. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Lala and Ariana do get into words. And honestly, I loved Ariana here so much. Like A a new queen was crowned (sighs) and I'm here. I'm here for it and I love it because... I've always said, like, Tom and Ariana will get into it. It's not like they won't, but they've always been, like, overshadowed, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. by, like, the more bombastic people, the more, like, Mm -hmm. Kristen's, Astasi's, people who will go there. But Mm -hmm. now, it's like, they have to get into it, and I'm loving, like, them being villains, quote-unquote, because they're smart, and they know what they're talking about, and Mm -hmm. it will not be good for anybody, except for me. And us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you said a queen was crowned. You know what it reminded me of? Because, like, even Ariana's, like, little pink fur thing, faux fur thing that she had on, little jacket, reminded me of. Did you watch Game of Thrones, Kara? No. But I, I no. do I do know what that jacket is. I've seen it. Kit Harrington was it? Yeah, so it reminded me of when Sansa became the Queen of the North. Right. And you cut yes. to the end where she has yeah. her like beautiful thing on. Right. It was very much that, which is, you know, great because Stasi used to call herself Right. What a Khaleesi. So Khaleesi. I love yeah. the fact that Ariana's like really the one that's reigning supreme. And she just she just I just love that like Lala tried to tried to do her like standing above her finger in her face. You're gonna right. try to come like, for me like being very, very Tupac. Very, yeah. very Jen Shaw, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Super Jen Shaw. Uh, yes. Yeah, you this is how you wanna come for me. And Ariana's like, you can leave my house. Like, I don't need you to be yes. here, basically. Like, right. get the fuck out of here. And then Lala's like, I have to leave. I have a baby. I can't do this. I'm like, well, you've been asked, you've been dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no mincing there. Um, Yeah, yeah, I love, love, loved it that she was just like on the corner in Valley Village with Katie waiting for her Uber. Sad. Yeah, Yeah, I loved it with Katie. Katie like is what the women in my town look like right now post pandemic, like a full soccer mom. And I'm not hating on it because she looks very comfortable. She looks the most comfortable that she's ever I've always liked Katie. She's just, I always feel like she's over-medicated, but she's not motivated to do anything. But other than that, I don't mind Katie. Katie goes from one extreme to the other. She's either tequila Katie or completely I'm sitting on the couch knitting a sweater Katie. So that's the two extremes. Kara, do you think that Katie should have a say in uh, Schwartz and Sandy's or whatever? I don't think Katie should have a say in anything because (laughs) like... You don't own this. And, like, get back to Pucker and Pout. Like, if you want to have a say in something, what happened to that? What happened to it? What happened? I may have scrolled that a couple of times. I mean, I took it. I dipped a toe into it. I'll admit that. It wasn't yeah. bad, but she lost she lost her motivation, Mojo, and she stopped. Okay, there was like four updates on it ever, and then there right. was nothing else. Yeah. She yeah. never did anything on Pucker. <laughs> well, exactly. It's like, I can only read so much about matcha. I know it. 
I'm, I'm familiar and I got it. I got yeah. it. Thank you. So how lucky are Katie and Tom Schwartz? Because Tom Schwartz is also a lazy bugger and he's yes. getting a leg up with Tom Sandoval. They do somehow survive. And the part that bothered me was Katie comes in wanting to be part of the new restaurant. It's a family business. I want to be part of it. All of which is fine. Then she comes and says, I want to be a major D. And she starts talking to Tom about it, Tom Sandoval. He and Katie don't get along because he doesn't like the way Katie treats Tom Schwartz. So that's where he's coming from. And he's like, I don't know about if this is going to be a good thing. So she asks him for a job and a portion, obviously, of the business. And then the very next minute, she starts insisting that the name they chose wasn't right. And she starts putting all the things that he has already put into place down. Anybody, whether it's a man or a woman or whatever, would get upset that, hey, no, I already have this going with your husband. Ben, you just came here. I haven't made a decision that you're part of this. Don't start telling me all the things I'm doing wrong because this is how I see our relationship going forward too if you were part of this venture. So that's where he's coming from and then that upsets him. Yeah. Obviously he doesn't react the way he should. But I thought he reacted fine. Honestly, like I thought it was perfectly (laughs) fine and I don't even mean that in a shady way but like Mm -hmm. if you want to be Mater D, which I had to look it up, like I'm stupid, okay? But like, basically, if you want to be, yeah, like a manager, like in charge of like schedules and stuff. It's an hourly job. You don't get to make executive decisions. And, you know, it's like, pick a wall. Or criticize. Yeah. Or criticize my business plan, which I have been working with my partner, who apparently has not said anything to me directly. So here's the thing, though, guys. I still put this on shorts. Because, you know, shorts is like having conversations with Katie and being like, Mm -hmm. Bubba, I don't know how to tell him. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. tell him. And she's like, don't worry, like, I'll save my stupid little husband. And like, this Mm -hmm. is going to be my turn to shine. And it's like, Schwartz keeps putting Katie in bad situations. And then Katie gets yelled at by his Mm -hmm. best friend. Yeah. And then Schwartz has to be like, no, no, dude, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. It's like, protect your fucking wife. Okay, how about mm-hmm. that? Okay, yeah. and like grow a pair. But his wife is Sandoval. Sandoval is his wife. So he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But like also Sandoval needs, Sandoval doesn't actually need shorts, mm-hmm. but he exactly. knows he knows that his brand is yeah. with shorts. So he yeah. just kind of is dragging him along. He doesn't actually intend on ever using Schwartz's advice on anything. Right. He's just kind of <laughs> like come along you're like this third nipple that I have that I'm like stuck with because that's like my gimmick yeah and I have no use for you yeah but the people love to see the third nipple you know yeah, like it's like you're my sidecar you know they should my, call literally the sidecar side car. yes <laughs> and it, it, like uh, just a scooter would not be as impressive but a sidecar <laughs> makes it much more attractive right like people look at you scooter and sidecar should be the name of the bar scooter and sidecar yeah scooter, scooter and sidecar or just sidecar yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. How about but, credenza? I don't care. <laughs> just not Schwartzy and Sandy, okay? Um, well, I'm excited, though. I'm just, I'm happy to see everybody back. I'm happy that everybody thinks that they've evolved and they've really not at all. And Agreed. Just, you know, I love that. <laughs> don't change. Don't change. Don't ever change. Let's talk about Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So um, how do you feel in general about this season, Kara? Um, I feel like it's fine. It's hard to, you know, like, we shouldn't have to say that we're grateful for like all the victims that are giving us storylines. 
but silver linings, you know, (laughs) silver linings, I guess, because like literally what, what else would we be getting? What would we be getting? Because at one point Lisa was like waxing dramatic about how nobody wants to do these like water activities with her. And finally (laughs) Crystal, that's what we would be getting her in her garage making her daughters do Instagram posts in her old couture and screaming so much scream. Why is she screaming so much? Yeah. Why is she wearing that stupid fucking bandana all the time? You guys. (gasps) I'm so sick of her. And then she keeps repeating whatever anybody says. The truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Like, what are you doing? Lisa? Mm -hmm. No, we always Ah. say this. Like there's like a Lisa Renner, like soundboard. And she just is like, here's my greatest hits. Like, it's gorgeous. Amazing. Own it, baby. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's all the stuff she just keeps doing. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. We would not have anything. We were just thinking about this like a couple weeks ago. We were talking about this because there's also like this episode especially has a ton of filler footage. Like Mm -hmm. the yoga, whatever, in the pool and then the pickleball. There's so much footage of Sutton's like little wheel thing, her little like unicycle or whatever that was right it was like they didn't have that much because again it's like things are happening that are the diametric opposite of what <laughs> was happening before and nobody wants to talk about how fucking weird it is yeah. that this is all happening yeah it, this episode felt like an ode to me like a present to me because i broke my ankle and i was on one of the knee scooter i have very particular taste in wine like just like kathy and i love to nap like kathy so i'm always tired and napping so it just <laughs> felt like oh this is this whole episode felt like about me <laughs> i was obsessed with kathy's backstory of having all those mind migraine, migraines and neck pains because <laughs> yes. he got a golf ball to the neck during a Barbie commercial? What? <laughs> Barbie commercial? <laughs> they did a Barbie commercial on a golf course at a driving range? What is that? <laughs> There's so <laughs> many follow-up questions there. Were you Barbie? Were you playing with a Barbie? Were there also golf? Uh, yeah. Was it a golf Barbie? Right. What happened? Right. This, was as, this was as confusing as an Erica story. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe it. Snow yeah. in yeah. play. <laughs> Golf ball in a Barbie commercial. What are you talking about? Yeah. The only difference is that made a lot more sense than anything Erica has said this season. Uh, which is, yeah, which goes to show how unbelievable Erica is. <laughs> Yeah. So the ladies go to Temecula for a wine tour. Erica doesn't join and everybody has just a fabulous time getting drunk and laughing at actually how absurd Erica's stories are. Yeah. And they're laughing along with Sutton. And it's just like frustrating because everybody's having a great fucking time. They're even doing impressions of Erica. Mm-hmm. Sutton's doing an impression of her. And then, like, they're all on the same page. The only person who keeps saying, like, it's true, it's true, is, like, drunk Rena. Yeah. yeah, and then they go to dinner, and I love using Dorit's diametric opposite, but they are acting, yeah, diametric opposite of the daytime. It was bizarre. Right before they go to dinner, Kyle and Dorit go to Sutton's room, and it's really weird because it feels like they're either switching sides or they're baiting Sutton by like pre-gaming with her to like talk shit about Erica. It felt like a setup. It was, right? They were like, oh, we like had such a good kiki with you in the afternoon. Everybody was laughing and having a great time. Remember when we talked shit about Erica like while getting drunk? Like, wasn't that so funny? Blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff. And then by the time they get to dinner, 
it's like because Sutton does not give them the reactions that they're looking for, mm-hmm. they kind of like Kyle eventually, she's such a piece of shit, eventually has to be like, you're not laughing. You have no reaction. What's wrong? Cat got your tongue. or what? I was like, Kyle, what do you, how do you feel about Kyle, Kara? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of her. She talks out of both sides of her mouth and I wish somebody would just call her out on it. It's so glaringly like... I I can't stand it. I'm so sick of her. And thank God for Andy. I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Watch What Happens Live, he was introducing one of his segments or games with Kyle. Mm. And his intro was, Kyle, you have not said this whole season how you really feel to Erica to her face. So mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, here's the intro to this game. And Kyle's face was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I like, love I'm picking that. up on that page. And I, I loved it. Um, yeah, she's not telling the truth. She's not being honest, Lisa. <laughs> Open and honest. And it's it's just like, what does she think she's doing? Does she think that we're stupid? I don't think that she thinks that we're stupid. I think that she knows that the people around her are stupid. Like, Kyle is not that innocent, as Britney Spears says. Mm-hmm. I think that because everybody knows that, like, the Richard sisters were, like, groomed to, like, mm-hmm. thrive in Hollywood. So they know how to, like, navigate around these, like, smarmy people and, like, trick them. Not trick them, but, like, to manipulate them and Kyle puts on a really good front and I think some of it is true right like Kyle is very maternal she does really care about her family she does have a great relationship with her husband she is probably a super fucking fun person to be around like I'm sure going out to dinner with Kyle Richards is actually legitimately fun and you can very quickly become a Kyle, like Kyle's fast friend. But mm-hmm. she's a snake. The problem is that she's super self-serving and she's always going to look out for herself. And she'll always, it'll take her three seconds to throw you under the bus to either like get a joke in or to make herself look better. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. Kyle. I mean, that's even why like Kathy doesn't really fuck with her. And she's right. She's right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time Kathy has to have a long conversation with Kyle, suddenly she wants to take a nap. Have you noticed that? She always goes off to naps and she doesn't wake up and Kyle comes and knocking. She never does that. She never (laughs) has. She doesn't want to have that one-on-one conversation with Kyle. She's always like, group, let's be in a group. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to deal with you. She, you know, Kathy did not say who threw that golf ball. Maybe it was Kyle. (gasps) Oh my (gasps) God. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. You know, I think there's also like another thing about having your sibling on the show is that you can't pretend to be somebody that you're not. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's why like when Kyle has Kim on, it makes Kyle a little bit more likable. I mean, not really, but at least it makes Kyle more authentic. And now with Kathy on, Kyle has to be more authentic. So there's almost like this like anxiety that feels a little bit more real when her Mm -hmm. sibling is on because you're like, I know that you're anxious. Mm -hmm. I know that you actually feel uncomfortable. When they come into dinner, Rinna comes in looking like a full garbage bag. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Missy like Elliot from the, the yeah. yeah. Like a filled one, not like an empty one. It's like yeah. filled with garbage. You can feel you I can I could She smell looks like the New York thing. City on trash pickup day, like on right. the sidewalks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sidewalks of New York City on trash pickup day. Um and then Erica comes <clears throat> in looking like my period. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Her makeup is fucking crazy. I can't believe she actually is a makeup artist. The eyebrows just went from the top to the side and the bottom. And the they lip like- liner. You guys oh. all love it. <laughs> yes. The lip liner is aggressive. Yeah. And then the eyebrows were super thick, but they also went up a little and then they went down. And it looked like they were running from the side of her face. And her <laughs> eyebrows were probably trying to get the fuck away from her. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, a, oh my God, you really don't have money, do you? And you know, she was like probably on some sort of substance to make herself feel better because uh-huh. the fact that she let somebody do that makeup and put that outfit on her and she was like look at me everyone I'm here and like <laughs> she like was so happy to just be like out and about in this like insane ensemble she keeps talking about her they keep talking about her and being like Erica you're gonna come out on top you're beautiful oh you're so talented God. and they what? keep what closing that? up on her insane face and it's just so funny for <sighs> them to be like you're beautiful we love you you're so beautiful and like it's like Garcelle said like it's so phony it was like they were so halfway all the way up her ass yes it, and it was nauseating to watch and they went they took turns over and over and over again for a full five ten minutes of that scene was them praising Erica and telling her how funny she was. Yes. You're so funny. You're so good today. You're so happy. And they're like, what? And then Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal are like absolutely quiet. Yeah. No, not Crystal. Crystal, Crystal was Crystal falling says, for it too. Yeah, Crystal yeah, yeah. was falling Crystal for that was falling too. a little bit. Yeah, it was, didn't say much. It was no. crazy. They're like, you're so funny, Erica. We love this part of you, girl. Like, keep going. And she's talking about how her son was like, are you fucking Army Hammer? Excuse me? (laughs) What? And he was saying that he was tired. Yeah, and she said that her son said he was tired of her lies. Yes, and she tried yeah, to make it seem like a, to him. she tried to make it seem like a funny little anecdote. But I feel like yeah. he probably had some bass in his voice, and he was being very serious. Like, <laughs> I'm a right. serious LAPD officer. Like, please stop. What are you doing? You're making me look yeah. like an idiot. Exactly. But yeah. Erica then starts talking to Sutton for no reason at all, and Sutton is obviously not taking the bait. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, Garcelle and Sutton are talking about Erica. This was like really gassed up in the previews. And I was like, I fucking hate when Bravo Yeah. It led to nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. Erica heard them and then it was nothing. She was like, you better not be talking shit about me. And then it was that was it. She didn't hear Garcelle and Sutton talk to each other sitting there. <laughs> she heard, Lisa, she heard she Rinna on yeah. the phone right. screaming her head off. <laughs> right. That's who she heard. Why didn't she listen? I like if I heard people talking yeah. about me, I would have waited until they said yeah. something bad and then be like, I heard you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a really good point because that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't wait to get my feelings hurt and use this against you for the rest of my life. I would love mm-hmm. to hear to eavesdrop on people talking about me. I would <laughs> love that. Oh my God, me too. I'm like <laughs> equally terrified of it, yeah. but like also I'm dying to hear it. Like, yeah. I am now. I'm only terrified of it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I expect them to be talking shit. I expect it to be really bad. I don't want to know what you think of me. I'm just like thinking about how happy this thought makes me. I'm like, somebody talk about me. Like what? Like in especially if it's bad. Because honestly, if it is bad, it's probably just going to reaffirm the shit that I already think about myself. So it's like. (laughs) Yeah, it would be devastating for me if I heard that. It was like, yep, 
I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Sending yourself the text that the James sent to Max, like you're a fat guy. Like... <laughs> exactly. 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 Oh god. So we get a lot of filler the next day. They're doing all these activities, and Erica tells Kyle that she has no money left, and that her attorney said that she's so courageous because she said she wants nothing. Kill like, me. You're a fucking liar. You went to court and literally filed motions so that they cannot come and collect your assets. What are you talking about? (laughs) Somebody give her the purple heart for courage. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me? For for what? For saying that, like, I understand that I'm not going to get any money. Like, yeah. If if we're just like calling people courageous for that, then I need a lot of people calling me Kurt. Like, I uh, I think that lawyer was trying to hook up with her, and that's that's the st- stuff you say when you want to sleep with somebody. Yeah. You think the lawyer was Army Hammer? Okay. Yeah. No, I think the lawyer was probably Ronald Richards in like a oh, Groucho Marx costume or something, <laughs> being like with, like a mustache. Yeah. Exactly. Just being like, you're so brave, Erica. It's like <laughs> that guy's the worst. He started tweeting stuff again yesterday or the day before. And I was like, sir, I have no idea what words you're even saying. Right. I don't know what any of this means. Have you seen his picture? Unfortunately. No. Yeah. If you see his picture, you completely understand. Oh yeah. It paints a picture. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Like once I saw him, mm-hmm. I was like, uh uh-huh, I get him. Mm-hmm. I get why you are like this. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. He has the, like um. He has like a Potomac Matt kind of an uh vibe to it. He does. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Ronald yeah. Richard. You fucking weirdo. And like, yeah, I get it. I get. Yeah, why that makes sense. Like that. that adds up. So, ladies go on a boat, and Erica apologizes to Sutton, and it seems pretty sincere. Uh, on both sides and then Erica in the confessional says that it was not sincere and I'm like well I don't believe anything you say I don't believe it either I think she likes Sutton yeah and she says that she hates her no she doesn't I, I, I don't think that she hates her. I think she respects Sutton. I think she likes Sutton. I think that she knows how this is going to go on some level. And she's like, well, let me just befriend this person and we can be on good footing with each other. I, I call mm-hmm. bullshit on the whole thing. I, I don't take her tough guy act at all. She doesn't hate Sutton. I think that she actually probably out of all the women, there's probably some level of desire to either be the most like Sutton or have Sutton's approval the most because Sutton's from Georgia. Sutton probably represents a lot of the shit that Erica grew up thinking was aspirational. She probably reminds her a lot of the Mm. women that she grew up thinking were like beautiful and rich and successful. So there's probably some level of like Erica's lashing out even more at Sutton because Sutton Sutton is somebody that Erica wishes that she could be. That's why Erica is like, oh, Miss Miss Small Town and talking about like nobody in our country club knows you because she knows that those are the things that actually matter in those situations for like where they come from. Yeah. I looked at Sutton's settlement for what she got in her divorce. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. She gets like 300000 a month for the rest of her life. And that's just one of the many things. She's got ownership in so many things that the minor yeah. league baseball teams, the timber company in uh, pointing to like, like, as I know, as like a Georgian, if you're making money in the timber business, you have crazy money. Like you're doing very well. Yeah. And she like 300000 a month for the rest of your life. I can't imagine. Uh, I it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's an insane, like what? 
it's what yeah how do you how i can't we cannot fathom like we cannot put it in our daily lives and figure out what that would mean for us we we can't yeah yeah i don't know what i would do with that much money it's truly like what do you do with it what how do you spend money like that you you buy like a bentley you just walk into a showroom and you buy a bentley with cash yeah or you pay kyle richards twelve thousand dollars a month to live in that house like what is that that's like 10 percent of your of your month like that's nothing that's nothing. That's, it's literally nothing. It's like the <laughs> money that I put aside to get a Starbucks a couple of times a week. Right. Like that's what <laughs> her paying Kyle rent is. Right. Which, yeah, is a, which, you know what? Good for you, Sutton. Good yeah. for her. I didn't remember this, but is this what happened? The Sutton flew the women on her private jet yeah. to yes. what? see Erica. Yeah. Yes. And Erica is thanking her for that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like, mm-hmm. like somebody reminded her of it. Yeah. Like you are going against the woman that actually came, but Tom didn't. But Tom didn't. And yep. she brought everybody. Tom didn't even get you a private jet to fly your friends over to watch you. Right. Yep. And she offered her money. She offered her money to like keep it together. She's like, I have 300000 yeah. per month, bitch. I yeah. can give you 10. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Ugh. It's yeah. insane. So the ladies go in a boat and they pretend they play Never Have I Ever and they pretended like each other. We find out that Sutton is obviously very rich and has had anal sex and everybody is a prude about it. And again, mm-hmm. as a Georgia girl, like everybody was so scandalized at the idea of her having anal sex. And like, girl, how many white girls in my middle school were telling me that they were having butt sex? Like, you know, <laughs> you know like. This is nothing. Why were they so shocked by that? Yeah, it's, especially if you grow up in like a conservative environment, you're it's like, where you have to like, sex. yeah, it's not considered sex. So it's like, oh, stuck it in the butt. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were they so shocked about? I don't yeah, get exactly. it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, you know, Erica, again, she she apologizes to Sutton and Sutton even like cries to Kathy about it, which was kind of sweet. And then uh, Crystal and Sutton have like a nice little moment. And it's actually really exciting to see all of them sort of get in this cordial space because I'm excited to see the fireworks at the reunion. I don't know if the actual finale is going to have anything of substance, to be honest. I feel like Bravo's gassing that up for nothing. I I agree. I want to point to something that Kyle said that was like the most iconic thing that I've ever heard her say in my life. And I like really had to take a breath and and think about it. So as they're doing the um, never have I ever, Kathy admits that she and Rick had sex in a, a doctor's waiting room. Yes. And then Kyle says, and I just want to quote, do you know how I know that Kathy Hilton's a freak? Genetics. And I'm like, oh, girl, I love this. That's the, that's the Kyle that I want. Yeah. And also then Kathy talks about it in her like, and she's like, I'm not a freak. It's just, what did she say? I don't know what she says. She's like, I'm free spirit or adventurous. Yeah. She says she's adventurous. But when she says the word adventurous, I was like, oh, Paris Hilton. Like Paris Hilton just like comes into the room when she said the word. It's like her voice went up and she was like, I'm adventurous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that that's where Paris gets it from. So, yeah, I think the Richards girls are, they're fast girls. Those girls, they know what they're doing. I, they're good time girls. And I love it. The, oh, <laughs> they are definitely good time girls. The drunk footage that they have, like the drunk filler footage from the night before, like immediately Kyle's just like doing high kicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> High kick spreading her legs. That's that's her signature move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
do you think that they're going to try to make something out of Garcelle saying never have I ever uh, stolen something? Oh, I hope so. I, I mean, that was shade. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, Garcelle, and I love her so much. She's the number one girl in the group for me. But yes. she does get shady. And she knew yes. what she was doing when she asked that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I liked it. Here's the beauty of the whole um, season, right? Rena and the other women came together and said, Garcelle did not come on our side with the Denise fight. So we, this year we're going to go after Garcelle. So the, throughout the season, one of the things we have talked here about is that even though Erica's storyline came up and they tried to keep up with it, all of the rest of them keep trying to come for Garcelle at all times regardless of what's happening with Erica. And then I was so happy to see that Garcelle did not miss that either mm-hmm. because Garcelle came in with the intention of talking about Denise, Denise. again. Yeah, that's true. She brought it up with Rena and she said, I think you should address it with Denise. You should have a conversation. She's going yeah. to talk about that. Is it in the next episode? Yeah, it's the next episode. She's going to bring it. So I feel like that's the that was the thread and the storyline that they were going after for the entire season and then Erica shit happened. Right. And they didn't know how to deal with it. So they kept going back and forth with that. So Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I'm excited for it. What are your hopes for season whatever the next season is? Do you who do you want off the show? Rena. Rena. Yeah. Okay. And Rena yeah. was my problematic fave forever same yeah same. i used to write rinna forever on every facebook post <laughs> anybody would be like i hate rinna i'd be like rinna forever because i loved her i thought she was so messy and so good you know it's funny because i do think that rinna was the first person on beverly hills to start talking about storylines mm. mm-hmm. she was the first one to, to bring that up and to start focusing on like this is the thing that you want us to talk about and she kind of was the first one to start breaking down the fourth wall of this yep. is what happens over here on the this Munchausen franchise and all that. the Munchausen yeah. and all that stuff she yep, was the yep, one yep. to really bring that onto the surface so I think she's like the pioneer of mm-hmm. that kind of shit it's just mm-hmm. that it's run its course and she's not bringing anything to the table anymore right. and I don't want right. to see her in that raggedy bandana which every time she's in that bandana and she's in like sweats I'm like you know Rinna stinks <laughs> <laughs> send her that bottle of La Dame. Like, you know, all those articles that were going around of like, oh, suddenly white celebrities wanted to admit that they don't take showers. Yeah, trying to forget. (laughs) I was like, you know, Rinna doesn't take a shower every day. Mm -hmm. She's one of those. She takes like a dirty water bath and like, you know, whatever. She like gets in that like body of water that like Harry's making for like, what is it? Their commune that they're making. Yeah, to wash the spinach in or something. Yeah, exactly. She like just, she's like, Harry, just like rinse me down with the water hose. I'm good. Like, (laughs) hose me down while I do another dance for Instagram. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. exactly. And also her house is too dirty for me to believe that that lady bathes every day. Ooh, that house is rough. I, I, somebody in the Facebook group was talking about like, why have we not really seen more of Rena's house? And then another person commented that they did a tour on Bravo of her house and they showed a picture of, honestly, like, I don't know what the purpose of that room was. Like, it looked like a scene straight out of Hoarders. It was like... (gasps) Yeah, it was Harry's. I thought it was Harry's study because it was all the books, yeah, and, papers and everything. It was such a messy place. Floor to ceiling just it made me feel good about my room here, right? Here, <laughs> right? But I have. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, they need to like. It seems like a beautiful house. Yeah, just 
get somebody in there get those girls who put a bunch of like container store boxes and like organize yeah. that stuff like get yeah. some interns Something. yeah get the room edit girls to get some yeah. what do they call it? product to get some product and then yeah. just organize your shit. Right. Get Chloe Kardashian, Kardashian, Kardashian over there. She'll whip them into shape. I believe yes. it. <laughs> she'll exactly. pick, like, she'll put them all in neat neat arrangements and yeah. glass bowls and everything. <laughs> well, that's why, like, you know, remember a couple of seasons ago we found out that, like, Rena's super OCD and she, like, goes into places and she rubs everything down with, like, lice yeah, on stuff. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. that's a fucking front. You are a disgusting person in real life. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. You try to fool me, fucking Lisa Rinna. I just love you. Okay. I'm not going to lie. When she did that, I was like, oh, God, I totally get her. I'm the same. And I'm like, no, that bitch is nasty. And I will not be fooled by your shit. Shout out to my friend Maya, who I know listens to your podcast. Um, she gave me a Lisa Rinna sticker like a million years ago. And it's like her and like a queen. She's got a crown on and a whole thing. And I had to text her like a month ago and be like, girl, I got to get rid of the sticker. Like, I can't do it. I can't support this monster anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We really can't. This is awesome, Kara. I can't wait for you to be back again. Yeah, this was was fun. There's there's way too much other content to discuss here. But tell everybody about your podcast and where you can be found on all social media. Yes, uh, my podcast is called Everyone's Business But Mine. I do not only Bravo, but just general current events happening in pop culture. I talk about Married at First Sight. I talk about sometimes 90 day fiance just the whole gamut of reality tv so you can find me everywhere you can follow me on instagram and everyone's business but mine and i also have a patreon which i just started to do a series about tinsley mortimer um and you can find me on patreon.com slash ebbm podcast awesome oh my god also i have to say like kara is my person on twitter we're like (laughs) If anything is going on, right, like, I don't know, you hear like a rumor about a house or whatever, like, I just go and I'm like, Kara's probably tweeted about it. And it's always really funny. Whatever it is that you have to say, I'm like, she's probably tweeted about it. And she's probably said it in words that are funnier than what I've thought of, but in line with what I think. Thank you. So I really appreciate I, that. I love, I love it. Yeah. Okay, follow Kara. It's, it's truly very funny. You can also find all of this information in the description of this episode. So yeah. thank you so much. This was such a treat for our 100th episode to talk about what I think is like a cornerstone of Bravo is Real mm-hmm. Hustles of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. So I feel, I feel full circle right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like yeah. I, as much as I like talking about housewives, it's nice to talk about something else. Like I love when Summer House and Vanderpump is back because yes. it's a totally different dynamic. And yeah, I'm happy to be back with my friends. And this was yeah. a real treat. So thank you for having me. And happy oh. International Podcast Day too. And, and to oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys, they're be making days out of everything. I just saw a tweet <laughs> that said like Happy yeah. Pendejo Day because I guess they'd be making shit out of everything. <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we'll talk to you guys next week goodbye the reality is is now on patreon and here are some of our fabulous supporters tracy newman my presence is a gift 
So remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Moral Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. 